Sairam dear listeners and welcome to today's segment of afternoon satsang. It often happens that the Indian coast is battered by tsunamis and tornadoes. Natural disasters like earthquakes, typhoons, volcanoes strike many other parts of the world. At such times the disaster management and the preparedness of the people gets tested. If we can use the same kind of metaphor a similar kind of a typhoon a tsunami an earthquake has hit the sai world which threatens to divide the unity love brotherhood of man that our dear lord bhagwan shri satya sai baba established in the avatar in the in the physical frame as the avatar of the kali yuga so with deepest love most sincere prayer at the lotus feet of our beloved bhagwan we embark on the second part of the satsang entitled deciphering the mudenhalli mayhem via swami's teachings since this is a topic that all of us have been very 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 anxious nervous eager whatever we can say about we begin this week also just like we began last week with a prayer to swami and offering it at his lotus feet om saishwaraya vidmahe satya devaya dhimahe tanna sarva prachodayat Om Shanti 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 Saram dear listeners welcome and on behalf of you I also welcome brother Amai from the university and of course our own Sai Prakash like last week and even as we start we do make the prayer that we do hope that we don't have to do this again <laughs> because uh, all said and done we all feel uncomfortable not because of the fact that we are standing up against something which we feel is wrong as we mentioned last week we are doing it completely on our own volition because we felt that our silence was being misconstrued but the reason why i say that we do hope we don't have to do this again is our training under swami has always been to look at our own faults look within and do self introspection and see where we are going wrong in our spiritual path but to an extent this discussion does involve a little bit of fault finding in a certain set of individuals who seem to have lost their path and are even trying to misguide some of the devotees so we do hope we don't have to do this again but even as we go through this satsang i think it wouldn't be wrong to at every point look within ourselves and see that this these are all flaws which we are also capable of doing as devotees of swami as people pilgrims in this path of spirituality so take caution because as swami would say abc always be careful you know even before swami would say always be cheerful swami would always abc was always be careful for swami because vigilance is a very important trait in this path of spirituality so of course we pray to swami that we are able to conclude this session making all the points relevant to this discussion and uh, move on and uh, before i give it on to arvind arvind i think i was personally overwhelmed by the feedback that we got isn't it definitely we thank all our listeners who have written us so many kinds of feedback if i can say so 
but uh, one thing that actually struck me was so many of them have had negative experiences with the so called mediums they have had some experiences which are bordering on the devastated <laughs> bordering on devastation such kind of experiences and thank you for trusting us and sharing all those with us of course as prem said this is more as a reminder for each one of us and therefore we will not be going into the details of the things that you have shared with us so lovingly and so interestingly but we are very glad that the previous week satsang gave an opportunity gave the courage whatever one may call it for each one to speak out we only say that this kind of your own experiences continue to share with everyone around as you have shared with us and that is what is right for us to do that is our duty to do what we know is right based on swami's teachings so before we progress ahead with this just i thought it is very important that we acknowledge some people who have been our brave soldiers if we can say so because you know when uh, when the army is concerned where the army is concerned the people who are on the borders are the first ones to take the brunt of any kind of invasion and they require special mention in that sense i just thought that i we should offer our most hearty congratulations our admiration and our respect to those teachers and students who are part of the mudanhalli campus of the sri satsai institute of higher learning because all this medium and all this thing is mayhem is happening just beyond the compound walls and they are under tremendous uh, intense intrinsic and extrinsic pressure to yield to this but they have been holding back <coughs> holding on strongly to swami's words and indeed my heart goes out to them and really all my dear brothers and teachers there our greatest admiration and respect for you we pray that swami also steals our heart with a similar resolve and gives us that courage to stand up for what is right that's very true because talking about that mudalli campus it is one of the youngest campuses amay is here he will tell us that after swami's physical uh, you know absence from our presence i think trying to train the students to look at swami the way we all looked at was itself a challenge in itself in itself but with the added responsibility what the mudanalli campus is having to do having to explain to the students there that this does not seem to be gelling with what swami has told us and the way swami has trained us and definitely it's it's a it's a big task for them i totally agree with what you say in fact they have done a fantastic job <clears throat> they continue to do that and i think they are extremely focused they read a lot of swami's literature on their own personally as well as the institution it's uh, and, and they've taken up wonderful initiatives uh, you know that they they take up as a community okay. uh, to uh, to be in uh, connect with swami <clears throat> well today what i thought uh, what we have decided to do is we will run through the discussions that we want to have but we'll put it in a framework and i think the framework is given by none other than our own lord so we will be hearing a lot of discourse clippings that swami has said on various topics which we have very carefully uh, chosen for the sake of this discussion because i think one very very important legacy that swami left behind probably which no other avatar did was you know to capture his message in his voice yeah. perfect even bhagavad gita if i can say so 
Swami himself has said was in Vyasa's understanding of what Krishna gave to Arjuna Correct. on the battlefield. Correct. But here we have Swami, the avatar in his own words and it cannot be more direct than that. Well, one of the things that, you know, uh, one of the feedbacks that we got and one of the things that often come into a devotee's mind is, is that not contextual? Is the, is the discourse itself not contextual? Based on Desha Kala Parastiti. Yes, for example, you know, the Swami has said so many things. Uh, once, you know, Swami even said, throw away your cell phones, throw them into the well. Hmm. They are useless. They are not needed for seva. Exactly. And one of the things that, you know, uh, comes to our mind is that, is that, is that something that we can really do? Is it but, practical? Yeah, is it, is it practical? Well, when something comes out of the Lord's mouth, we have to accept that it is the absolute truth. There cannot be a satyasya satyam, that is what Swami says, hmm. is the truth of all the truths. If we are not able to follow it, there is something wrong with us. There is nothing wrong with the Lord's words. And as much as we think it is impractical, it does not become, imp- it does not become impractical just because we say it. You know, the, the funny thing is, the Lord is a, the creator and we believe that he is the creator. But then we also think that, you know, Swami is the creator, but he doesn't know about his creation as much as we do. And that is why the, the, you know, the teachings or the sayings of Swami are impractical in our world. So, what I would like to reiterate that if it has come out from the Lord's mouth, it is absolute truth. It is our mistake that we don't follow it. Yeah, we should have thrown away our cell phones. And, 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 and cell phones is the last of what Swami wants us to get rid of, in fact. He wants to get rid of so many more you know, evil tendencies which are there within us. And Swami has reiterated that again and again. And that is why I feel you cannot denigrate Swami's message just because it does not fit into our understanding of what is Desha Kala and Paristiti. And the truth adding, remains to, truth. adding to the same thing, you know, there is also this argument that, do you follow this, what Swami said? Do you follow that, what Swami said? Who are you to tell this? Correct. We are, we confess, dear listeners, that we are also fellow pilgrims. We make our mistakes and there are so many faults in us. So many faults. It's just that we have got the opportunity and the mic in front of us. That's all. No, just because I don't follow what Swami said as A, doesn't justify someone else not following what Swami said as B. It only means that I must become more sincere and start following A. For example, I am prone to anger. I get angry. And I get upset. So just because I get angry doesn't mean that other, since I am not following what Swami said about anger, therefore I also need not follow what Swami said about jealousy. No, I am not your benchmark. Nobody is anybody's benchmark. Everybody's benchmark is the perfect ideal which Swami himself has presented. And therefore, we cannot just say that since A is not following this teaching, I am also allowed not to follow this. There is, there can be no debate of the avatar's word. We have heard it so many times that it is not as if what Swami speaks is in the Veda or not. Whatever Swami speaks is the Veda. And that is why, dear listeners, we have decided that we will go with the Veda today, which is Swami's own words. That's right. In fact, it just brings me to this point that everything that Swami speaks is itself Veda and you don't need further explanation for it. You don't need an interpretation for it, nor do you need any explanation for it. It is there in the easiest form for us to consume. So I think with that we should go to the clip. Right, we'll uh, play one discourse. I think we we might have mentioned most of what Swami said in that discourse, but as you said, it's nothing like listening from Swami himself. <laughs> Satya Sai, Samastha Antakuru, Prema Prema Prema. Andriki, Hudayani, Hudayamu, 
దేవుకు ప్రేమను అందించుకుంటూ సమస్యలు అభివృద్ది పరచాలి కానీ ధనముతో కానీ ఇంకే విధమైన అధికారంతో కానీ మన సమస్యలను ఏమాత్రం కొనే అవకాశం ఉండరాదు డూ నాట్ గివ్ రూమ్ ఫార్ ఎదర్ మనీ ఆర్ పవర్ ఇన్ అవర్ ఆర్గనైజేషన్ దేర్ మస్ట్ బి లవ్ ఎవ్రీవే దేర్ మస్ట్ బి రిలేషన్షిప్ బేస్డ్ అపాన్ హార్ట్ టు హార్ట్ రిలేషన్షిప్ అండ్ ఫుల్ ఆఫ్ లవ్ ఎవ్రీవే అని నాకు మందిరాలు అక్కర్లేదు ఐ డోంట్ నీడ్ డబ్బు ఆలయాలు అక్కర్లేదు ఐ డోంట్ నీడ్ ఎనికి దేనికోసం మనము యజ్ఞ యాగాది క్రతువులు కూడా మనకు అక్కర్లేదు ఐఎమ్ నాట్ ఈన్ ఇంట్రెస్టెడ్ ఇన్ పర్ఫార్మింగ్ మన కర్మనే మనకు యజ్ఞము అవర్ ఓన్ వర్క్ ఈజ్ మన సేవనే మనకు క్రతువు అవర్ ఓన్ సర్వీస్ ఈజ్ యజ్ఞయాగాదుల పేరుతో కానీ మందిరముల పేరుతో కానీ ఇంకే విధమైనటువంటి యొక్క దీంతో పేరుతో కానీ సత్యసాయి సంస్థల లోపల ధనమును వసూలు చేసేటువంటి యొక్క ఈ దుర్గుణము ఈనాటి నుంచి మనం మానుకోవాలి Right from today, we should give up totally any collections of money for the sake of either constructing the temple or undertaking any other things. We have been telling a number of times on over. చెప్పుకొని స్వామి అందులో ప్రవేశించాడని స్వామి నాకు ఏదో కొన్ని శక్తులు ఇచ్చాడని ఈ విధమైన మార్గంలో కూడా ధనమును వసూలు చేస్తున్నాను ఇంతకంటే ఇంకా రాక్షసులతో మరొకటి లేదు there are some people who claim that swami speaks through them and swami enters into them and in that name they are collecting money nenu eppudu kuda evarini kuda ye vishayamlanu kuda nenu ee vishayamlo em maatram pravesinchaledu there cannot be more demonic things than this i have never given or never told any ani saayithelnu upayoga petti ee vidhamaina prati okka pedamargamlo pattistu saayiku okka vidhamaina prati okka chetta peranu cheppistunnaru making use of swami's name going in the crooked path they are getting a bad name even for swami ee kevalu oka vyapara ranga dinu roopanimpa chestunnaru converting this into a field of business nijame idi vyaparame this is of course a very important prema ichi puchukune kunti vyapara what business should be carry on you love and deceive love kaani sanasthanam undinatundi yokka vyaktulu kodu ilanti tanavulu pogu chesetundi vishayamlo apra praveshinchi vaarni veerini anekaru anekara rakamuluga abruthi parchukoni enta cheppinappudiki tappulu vasul chestune untunnaru however much i may tell still there are people who are collecting money in the name of this particular work or that particular work in the organization well dear listeners in fact if we are keen students of swami if we are disciples of swami if we seek swami and nothing else in our life the discussion can actually end here but since i am sure i am not yet the kind of disciple that swami feels is an ideal disciple that is why we are prolonging the discussion and we hope that everyone benefits with this the monkey mind plays its tricks you know when swami says that i am totally against those who claim to be mediums of swami swami uses the term somebody wrote a feedback saying how could one of the person in the panel calls the people demonic <laughs> the thing is it was not a person in the panel who called demonic swami used the word rakshasa which means demon swami terms anybody who is doing that as demonic and they have to be sent out kicked out thrown away this is what swami says 
but still the monkey mind you know comes up with the question when swami says no medium don't we know so many experiences where swami has come through a medium or the others i remember i i this came to my mind because recently in in the joy and exuberance of sharing swami's experience uh, there was this story about how swami blessed this beautiful nada brahmam mm-hmm. by you know showering vibhuti at a place in uti and coming in the dream of an old lady there and telling her you go to shivalayam she had no idea and she happened to coincidentally meet a person exactly of the part of the bhajan group and the bhajan she sang was exactly the bhajan this boy had sung mm-hmm. you know when this was mentioned uh, there were people who were quoting this out of context saying see swami needs old women as medium <laughs> there was a old woman who acted as a medium <laughs> That is sad. And then, you know, people are quoting in the Sahas Ashtotram, we have Om Shri Sai Jodhya Dipalli Somapaya Namaha. In that experience, when you see uh, the experience of Sudha Raghunathan, when she was a baby, Swami came in the form of an old man in between some two villages in the dark of the night and called himself Jodhya Dipalli Somapa and gave her a f- gave some oranges which actually healed her and cured her of her condition. Did not Swami come in as a medium? So, therefore, the question arises does not swami make use of people and things as mediums so then what is wrong in what is happening here that is a question that is often asked yeah and i and i think in in some ways we did answer or we did talk about this even in the last uh, thing all of us have often times has it not happened that you uh, a wonderful singer sings a beautiful bhajan in fact many times some of we mandir singers we go back to our samitis and when we sing bhajans immediately you know people come back and say you know i felt that i was transported to prashantinilayam i felt i was in prashantinilayam and often times when sai students sing this way or in somebody somebody speaks some person gets his answer and he comes and says you know i feel swami spoke through you so can we say at that moment that we are swami yes in fact the first prayer that every speaker makes is swami you please speak through me so in that sense all of us are mediums isn't it who knows that as they say you know somebody's angel is the swami for that person a doctor who saves a, a person on the road you know in an accident or the person who comes just at that moment becomes god the lord uses that person you know to give the help to that particular individual so in that sense i feel wh- what we should understand is everybody is a medium everybody is swami at some point of time i am going to play the role of swami in somebody else's life i think the 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 problem here is you don't institutionalize a medium just because you know at some point of time he has been of some help to someone yeah a small example if we take the same jodhia dipalli somappa now when that singer who had that experience if she is in any life threatening situation will she rush to the road between those two areas and call out to jodhia dipalli somappa no because this time swami can respond to her through a tree swami can respond through a pillar you know this, what you said about institutionalization of medium really that is the mistake that is happening because we know sant gnaneshwar made a buffalo chant the vedas if the lord will the buffalo becomes a medium so why say that when anything happens keep coming to this medium again and again this kind of institutionalization and dependence you know dependence on the medium that it is only this medium who can give me my answers only this buffalo yeah which means again we are limiting swami's power isn't it that if swami wants to communicate to me it can be only through x y and z or in x place y place etc which i feel is you are trying to it's an antithesis to you know calling the lord almighty 
the lord is no more almighty now the because the lord now needs x y and z or this place that place to actually you know talk to me exactly you know many times i think all of us would have had this experience somebody having a dream in which swami says convey this to this person not always it is true but why that happens why such a thing happens i, I remember one of our students who lives in in the uk had a dream for somebody who was in puttaparthi you know if you look at it why it happens in such a way sometimes you know when we are in the middle of a situation there is a mind throwing up answers there is the inner voice that is swami who is throwing up answers we can get confused and not listen to the right voice so sometimes swami gives it from outside to say that look what you heard was right this is my indication and again going back to that institutionalization that's what you know we've all seen professor kasturi helping uh, you know some devotees convey something to swami we've seen other devotees helping you know, brother satyajit to come out and take letters when there's a thing but at no point swami would permit that person in between to believe that he is a person who can connect the devotee to god you know because swami was playing it all the while he will not let the person who is giving the letter to believe that this is a route i can use at the same time he will not allow the person who is in between to believe that he can be an effective medium for whoever comes you mentioned brother satyajit many of us might have given a letter to brother satyajit and said please convey it to swami i don't think brother satyajit would be reading it and telling and then coming and conve- it was you know more of a courier i would have used the postman instead of using the postman it is this the next time when i have a trouble say swami is in kodaikanal and at there i see brother somebody else you know i don't want to name he is there walking behind swami possibly i may give it to him anybody as we said anybody and everybody can is a medium at some point of the time for somebody else it just means that each one of us have to be pure and we just don't know many times the medium so called in quotes medium himself is not aware that what he has spoken or what he has sung or what he has done has gone and impacted and changed the life of somebody else it's only later that by swami's grace we get to know and we feel grateful for the same no you know i think of this the very reason why that i mean we spoke about it enough last week saying that why this doesn't seem to be something which we have to really fall for is because swami has told that i can really reach out to you and reminded of a small analogy a story which they say you know there is this man who goes to a hanuman temple and there is this belief there the ritual the 30 days if you do 30 pradakshinas to this hanuman temple then hanuman will come in front of you so he does the thing 30 days you know very sincerely the 30th day hanuman comes and says that i actually came in the very first day but because you strongly felt that this is the only way i can have the darshan of hanuman i had to wait for 30 days mm. you know, very similarly i, mean, I think uh, we have mentioned this before in uh, one of the satsangs one very beautiful incident which happened in our radio show you know we once as part of the children's program we had this uh, chinnakatha which was narrated very famous chinnakatha where this is there is this little boy gopal who has to go to his school across the jungle and he tells his mother who is a single parent and she says that i'm very scared to go so the mother tells you just call out to gopal he is your elder brother who lives everywhere he will come and give you company she was actually referring to lord krishna so this boy calls out to krishna and krishna comes and this becomes like a daily thing every day krishna comes and walks him through that jungle so we played this particular story and a 7 year old kid from i think us writes to us very very genuinely and very very earnestly you know i loved that story which you played but i have a few doubts and that boy writes he says uh, you know i live in a place where there is no jungle around where i live you know, where do i go in call out <laughs> so cute <laughs> okay and he says i go to school by bus i don't go by walk 
can I still call out to Gopala? And then he says, I, but I have an elder brother and he apparently even bullies me. <laughs> can I still call Krishna and Krishna will come and will he reprimand him? You know, we had no answers for these questions because, you know, it was so innocently and genuinely asked and I don't think we have the innocence to, you know, answer that question convincingly and of course we tried a lame attempt at giving answers but we left it. About three or four weeks later, the same kid writes back to us and he says, I'm very, very happy, I'm really delighted, I wanted to share with all of you. He said, uh, I had gone for vacation and Swami came in my dream and Swami said, I've come to answer the questions that you had. And this kid in his innocence asked Swami, that Swami, but I, I asked the questions of the boys at Radio Side. <laughs> How did you know the questions? <laughs> okay, and uh, Swami said, yeah, yeah, you asked them. They couldn't answer, so they told me, Swami, this boy is asking these questions, I have no answers for this, only you will have to answer this. And that's why I've come to answer your questions. You know, where has Swami gone and when Swami says that I can come to each one of you, I think he really means it. I mean, why are we not able to accept that? I mean, the whole point of trying to have a medium in between you and God is ridiculous because, you know, the moment you say there is a medium, and you are prone to think that why is such and such a person chosen as a medium? Because, and it was as it was clearly stated in some of the publication of the uh, Mudanhali uh, group that the chosen person is purer than the others. Because the chosen person is purer, so he has been chosen as the medium. Right. Now, in my way of thinking, we don't need a medium in the first place. And the thing that acts as a medium between us and God is our mind. <laughs> so, so if you really want to purify yourself, you want, you, you don't need the mind. The moment you purify the mind, that is make yourself thoughtless, you already have access to God. You know, just looking at it a little bit deeper, it's like the mind that comes in between. The only way you can purify your mind is to be thoughtless, and then you are with God. So, you're putting it in this context, I feel, there is no need for somebody to feel that he is purer than the others and therefore he is chosen as a medium. Are why am I not pure enough that Swami should speak to me like the child in the story? The moment he had that pure and innocent thought, Swami went to him directly. There is no separation between you and God the moment you purify your mind. Absolutely. You know, Sai Prakash, it reminds me of the story. It's not the story of the uh, truth an episode from the life of Ramakrishna Paramahamsa and Vivekananda. Now, Vivekananda considered Ramakrishna Paramahamsa as his guru, as his everything. Right. And he said, show me God. In fact, that is the reason why he selected Ramakrishna Paramahamsa. He said, can you show me God? Do you see God? Correct. He said, I see God the way I see you and I see everything else. That is why Vivekananda was flat. I mean, Ramakrishna Paramahamsa could have been the ideal medium <laughs> if you wanted to. <laughs> because and because if, if we read, he has experienced Islam, yeah. he has experienced Christianity, he did a meditation on Hanuman and grew a tail, they say. Yeah. You know, so much was he lost. And yet, when it finally came to the point where Ramakrishna Paramahamsa was asked by Vivekananda that, you know, I'm having these problems, please tell your mother. You say mother is compassionate, tell her. What did Ramakrishna Paramahamsa say? Go in and tell her. Go yourself. Go yourself. Why? Dumb. <laughs> See, what I'm, what we are amazed, what is so beautiful here is a person of the stature of Ramakrishna Paramahamsa who lived 24 by 7 in that realization, who was in touch with Advaita. I mean, who was the Advaitin who, and who was in touch with the mother. Even he said, if you want the mother, you seek her yourself. I feel... These are all episodes which we should cherish and treasure and remember the lessons they carry for us. 
Yeah, I mean, just taking it a little bit further from what you said, over uh, centuries, when we look back at the holy people whom we remember, the saints and sages and the prophets, you know, they never acted as mediums to God. They just said, we are, you know, highway posts. We give you the direction. I am not a medium. I give you the post. You know, a lot of people in the villages, you know, there is this common thing that um, a lady gets possessed with the divine energy. A and lady or that, man, anyone. A lady or man and anybody. And then at that point in time, they give a prediction and you have a problem. They go and they give you some solutions. Okay, there is... Um, it's like, you know, you are in tune with the uh, power and they get. So now it's again a question of uh, your choice. You want to believe in them or not believe. But let me ask a simple question. Over the years and over centuries, do we know the name of at least one of such mediums? All we remember is the names of sages and saints. I mean, these sages and saints, they have the genuine love for you. So they say, here is my experience. I have pointed the way. I am not the medium. I just show you the way to your your own destiny and your own realization. So, actually looking at it, we do not need mediums. And the other important thing is, you know, the, the way Swami has set up this organization and the vision with which it was set up, mm-hmm. it, it's completely, it takes it not just about this idea of somebody connecting you with God and things like that. Uh, you know, when we were... Uh, when we did the first part, one of our listeners wrote back and with a very beautiful excerpt from the conversations with Swami, with uh, Dr. John Hislop. Okay. Very, very interesting uh, uh, interaction between him and Swami, where he writes, he comes back to Swami and says, Swami, in the center in California, there is a person who is a healer, mm-hmm. who has healed the head of the center. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wants to do this healing as a part of the organization. Can okay. he do it in the Satsai organization? The first response immediately, Swami says, is no, it's evil. Okay, the, the point to be noted is there was success in the healing. Okay. There's somebody who has really benefited by from the healing. Mm. But Swami says it is evil. Okay. okay. Probably we'll dwell on that later. Swami says it's evil. Then this person says, but Swami, uh, he also wanted to know that can he continue this? Mm. You know, because he's genuinely asking Swami, can I continue this? I, I'm able to heal people. Swami says, no. He's channeling e- evil energy. It is not good. And then... Uh, Dr. Hislop goes on to ask Swami, that Swami, but there are so many healers around in, in the world. Is everything like that? Swami says, there is no need for such a thing. Okay, and he says, then Swami, what is a person in pain supposed to do? Swami says, take medical help and do prayer. <laughs> he says, why do you need healing to come from outside when the greatest healing power is God and I say God is within you? Wow, that's a okay, and Swami says, stupendous statement. I have set up centers where you can go and try to discover this God within. Okay, yeah. and in a center like that, you bring in a concept like healing or somebody trying to bring something like a healing energy from outside into you. Aren't you going to be confusing your, you know, people there? Swami's message is in one line and what you're doing is completely different. Swami says the best part for, I mean, uh, ability which is given to everybody is to pray and connect to that divine power within. And that is what has the centers and Swami's institutions are meant to do. Beautiful. And I think in, I think in many ways, each one of us is a healer because when, when Swami tells us, pray samastha loka sukhino bhavantu, right. He is asking us to heal the entire very world. True, very, very and true. we are, and we are there in that world and our family and our problems are all subsumed in the larger cause. 
right so otherwise there would be no need to pray samasta loka sukhina bhavantu isn't it swami would and i i still remember every time swami would sit and as we chanted samasta loka swami would you know bless his hands in that abhaya hasta and i genuinely felt here is god feeling that samasta loka even he is feeling what we are feeling imagine how much infinitely more powerful is his will when he has decided that the world is peaceful the world has to be peaceful we just have to start experiencing that in fact i think the greatest lesson that swami taught us was not even to institutionalize his own body you know how many times have we have we said uh, have we heard swami in fact i remember in the last satsang itself swear swami had called a specific person inside one of our teachers and he had told how long will you run behind this body how long will this bo-? and that is that is also the reason why we you know we were discussing last time he would many times just not talk to us Mm. would leave us away okay the same loving swami who was love personified and who always wanted only our see and who kept us close to him but never spoke to us and then the only way that we could connect you know he wouldn't take a letter he wouldn't smile at us the only way to connect was to go within to search the swami within and all the all the devotees i can i'm i'm sure there will be no, not a single devotee who was close to swami's physical form who has not gone through this treatment and who, who has not come out wiser from the treatment knowing that yeah the real swami is the one who is seated in my heart and we have also heard when swami comes and says andar ka swami and bahar ka swami ek hi hai hmm. it is it was it was to that extent that swami went that are even this body though it is the avatar's body and it cannot be compared to any other body mind you even that body is only an instrument that is possibly the purest medium to actually you know uh, bring channelize divinity. divinity nothing else can take its place even such a body don't hold on hold on to the one who is seated in your heart you know i don't know what this means but at the cost of uh, just mentioning it uh, on the veranda swami is coming and i had written a letter to swami swami please make me an instrument of thee Okay, because that is the prayer, and uh, but and in fact, that is the famous prayer of uh, Sir Francis of Assisi. Yeah, make me a channel of your peace. Yeah, so maybe I have not written it with the full understanding of what an instrument is. Like Swami often says, the flute is a perfect instrument because it's hollow within. But I just wrote that. But Swami gave a very beautiful answer, which you know has layers of meaning for all of us. He just says. This time I didn't bring any instrument with me. <laughs> I'm meaning this avatar. In this avatar, I didn't bring any instrument with me. And he pointed to his hair, except this. Oh. <laughs> he showed his hair. <laughs> Basically, he says, when I came down, I brought only this with me. This is my hair. So he pointed to his hair and he said, except this, I have not brought any other instrument with me. I I mean th- that that's open to each of us to understand what it means but it was a beautiful thing <laughs> amazing so beautiful in in the in a similar light you know yeah open to all of us to interpret what it means the 20th of march 2011 when bhagwan in front of abhayasta raised his hand in prostration to everyone yes everybody can see it as whatever some see it as a final goodbye but that day i was seated right in the front as close as one can physically possibly be for me the first thought that came in my heart was you know swami throughout his life have kept on saying that all of your embodiments of love divyatma swarupulara prema swarupulara in fact he has told believe your god your god your god uh, from uh, shlokas which say papo hum papa karma hum he has changed it to prapto hum prapta karma hum i felt this was swami's final way of saying you know what does it 
if i bow down to you will you accept that you are god because you feel i am the supreme i am divine now here i will do namaskar to you will you believe that you are god that is what i felt because all his life that is what swami is trying to teach us that yes i am divine but so are you it also reminds me of another instance during the guru purnima of 2001 where swami really took drastic action in order to drill this down our thick skulls that whether you accept it or not you are divine please accept it i feel we should hear that also in swami's own words tomorrow ko vishayam another point me andariki kashtam kalagavachunu you may feel bad kaani naaka di chaala aanandame but bhagwan feels very happy about indukite andari endu unnatundi daivatvam okkade god is present in all ishara sarvabhutanam god is present in all creatures ee satyanni meer gurtinchukoni you know this truth nen ee naadi nundi from this day yavvariki nenu namaskaram ivvanu bhagwan is not going to grant namaskara endukite meeru nenu okkate because you and i are one కనుక మీలో మీరు నమస్కారం చేసుకోండి అండ్ యు సాల్యూట్ యువర్ సెల్ఫ్ నాకు ఈనాటి నుంచి ఈ విధమైనటువంటి యొక్క ప్రతిజ్ఞను పట్టాలని చూచింది అండ్ దిస్ ఇస్ ద వౌ ద డిటర్మినేషన్ హి హస్ నాట్ టేకెన్ ఎవ్వరికీ మనం నమస్కారం తల్లిదండ్రులకు చేయండి yes do namaskar to your parents ఎందుకంటే వారికి సత్యం తెలియదు నీకు ఆ సత్యం తెలియదు because parents are unaware of this you two don't know సత్యం నాకు తెలుసుని కరకనే నేను ఈ సత్యాన్ని పాటించాలి since bhagwan is all truth him నీలో ఉన్నది నాలో ఉన్నది వీరిలో ఉన్నది వారిలో ఉన్నది ఒకటే ఒకటి ఆత్మ bhagwan is present in everyone in the form of atma కనుక ఎవరికి ఎవరు కూడా నమస్కారం చేయనక్కర్లేదు నో వన్ నీడ్స్ టు డూ నమస్కార్ టు ఎనీ వన్ నీకు చేయవలసినటువంటి ఇష్టం ఉంటుంటే ఇఫ్ యు సో లైక్ నో చేసుకో డూ ఇట్ విత్ ఇన్ యువర్ సెల్ఫ్ నీవు ఐదు వేళ్లు చేర్చుకో జాయిన్ ఆల్ ది ఫైవ్ ఫిల్ ఈ పది చేసి స్వామి ఈ దశేంద్రియములు నీకు అర్పితంగా చేస్తున్నాను అనేటువంటి భావంతో చేసుకో డూ నమస్కార్ ద ఫీలింగ్ దట్ ఆల్ ది టెన్ సెన్సెస్ ఆర్ ఆల్ ముట్టి నమస్కారం చేయనక్కర్లేదు యు డోంట్ నీడ్ టు టచ్ ది ఫీట్ అండ్ పే యువర్ రిస్పెక్ట్ కనుక ఈనాటి నుంచి ఇది మీకు కొంచెం కష్టంగా కలవచ్చు యు ఫీల్ బ్యాడ్ అబౌట్ ఇట్ కానీ మీకు అది వినడానికి కష్టంగా ఉంటుంటారు కానీ చెవులకు వి ఆల్సో ఫీల్ సో సారీ టు హియర్ కనుక ఈ సత్యాన్ని మీరు గుర్తించి వర్తించాలి నో విస్ ట్రూత్ అండ్ కండక్ట్ అకార్డింగ్లీ ఈ నమస్కారములు మాత్రం ఈనాటి నుంచి మాత్రం ఎవరు చేసుకోకూడదు నో బడీ షుడ్ డూ నమస్కార్ లైక్ దిస్ ఇయర్ ఆఫ్టర్ క్లియర్లీ దిస్ the love of swami when he is going on telling that i know it is going to be painful for you i know you you're not going to be happy listening to this but this is the way forward it sometimes you have to step up and you have to go ahead very clearly you know as you said even when swami was in the form he was breaking that idea of institutionalizing swami's form i mean just a quick remind uh, what i'm reminded of i remember when swami was giving a discourse in brindavan before that the all india president spoke and he was mentioning something about swami's message and swami's uh, instructions and he said this is the sai way this is the sai path and after him when swami spoke swami said you know shrinivasan out of his love he said this but this is not true this is the eternal path that is why it is called sanatan dharma i have only come to revive it you know don't uh, make it narrow by saying that this is swami's own uh, you know brainchild or anything like that you know uh, when you hear this for example now prem uh, we are masters of convenient philosophy we know how to use you know the uh, thing that comes is swami said he won't give padmanamskar and i was a student at that time i know how it was for instance that boy who was designated to do aarti to swami that day 
his face was like totally downcast he must have been wondering what bad karma did i do that i had to get aarti on this day because an aarti chance boy at the cost of you are not listening to the discourse is preparing himself for that beautiful opportunity to take padmanamskar and do aarti and swami said no and swami didn't give and after that for almost two months swami vehemently refused to allow anyone to even come near his feet but you know again what brother amay started off uh, the discussion with saying that we think discourses are contextual one may say but after 3 months you know swami allowed so that is swami's compassion that doesn't negate what he said just because swami said throw away cell phones and we didn't throw cell phones doesn't mean that what swami said about throwing away cell phones is wrong just because swami said don't don't do namaskar and for 2 months resisted all namaskar and after that you know it's like a kind of divine giving up okay you guys are not seeming to change at all that doesn't mean that what he said doesn't hold good so we we cannot conveniently interpret it like this because we have to go by the spirit of what swami has said talking about going by what spirit of what swami is saying i just happened to read a forward which somebody sent where uh, and and a devotee from the us came to us and she narrated this you know apparently how these discourses are now being delivered by the subtle body which is very very unfortunate you know because as you said we have swami's voice you have swami's voice as swami said it okay. not one not two thousands of discourses okay and and here i also would like to say is that and you know what thanks to this wonderful medium that we have now which is called the internet we have to, swami's voice 24 by 7 exactly. on discourse stream and in fact you know these days it is so it's so wonderful because you want some kind of answer i have seen it umpteen number of times just plug into this and you know what swami is talking to you at that moment right. i've got several answers just by plugging into the discourse stream swami is just i'm just going to you know spend swami i have 5 minutes you better give me the answer now <laughs> and this is exactly what swami is telling in one discourse the answer comes right the in swami's voice and you know the thing is the way it happens is there is this uh, of course the boy who claims that he can listen and see swami he hears swami's voice in telugu he speaks in his broken telugu and it is being translated by narsimhuti sir but the thing is uh, when he went to us this devotee from the us was telling us that very very tiring journey journey <laughs> with the jet lag and uh, apparently this boy got up and he said today swami has told that to save time he is going to start speaking in english okay very well fine you know there's another devotee who is who went to one of these gatherings who's right I was so glad to hear this because always whenever Swami speaks in Telugu and somebody translates, there's so much of content which is lost. My goodness! I mean, if you're so concerned about losing what Swami is telling, why would you go and listen to somebody who is able to hear Swami, which you cannot hear, and he is going to translate or tra- you know uh, whatever translate whatever Swami is telling? You want to listen to that, but here you have Swami's own voice. Here you have Swami's own discourses, but you want to go and listen to somebody. listening to swami only he can listen you cannot see him you cannot listen to swami and you want to go by that you know it's like this um in this whole padnamaskar episode and clip which swami said we are talking of swami giving us point of view and uh, we are talking of the manifestation of its repercussions if i may quote it so i mean swami says there is no need to take padnamaskar does that mean that taking padnamaskar is wrong it doesn't mean he says don't take parnamaskar with that limited point of view now if i look at this entire episode and say baba says doing namaskar is wrong 
Okay, it's a very narrow point of view. Similarly, suppose somebody says, I am the medium of Swami, and Swami wants these many schools built, these many uh, hospitals built, so you are privileged if you can donate to this. First of all, these are things which Swami never did. I feel they are going behind the manifestations of a spontaneous will of Bhagawan, rather they are forgetting that will of Bhagawan and going behind only the manifestation aspect of it. When Swamis declared a project, it was a manifestation of a supreme, supreme spontaneous love that just, just came out. It was an outburst. It was a manifestation. It's not a planned thing. You cannot call a person for interview which has been booked on WhatsApp and tell him or her that you are chosen one to donate for such and such a project. This is too planned. And, you know, there is no spontaneous. So, basically, what yeah, I, I feel... Just to add to that, just mm. to tell our listeners, these are not uh, allegations we are making without basis. Yeah. In fact, after we did the first satsang, people wrote to us saying that in the US, it, there have been cases where these people have gone and said, you know, had satsangs, and while taking leave, they've said that this is the project, this much can be donated. Mm. It is really solicitation has happened. It is not just that hearsay which is being quoted. Yeah. You know, just... Uh, there is, there is a very beautiful, um, I would say, an analogy given uh, in the explanation. There is a slight uh, deviation from our main topic, but I felt it is important for people who are, you know, in the traditional line of thinking. If you go to 12th chapter in Bhagavad Gita, the Bhakti Yoga, it's all about devotion. And you talk of devotion and you, and Lord Krishna himself says that, Mayeva mana adastva, may buddhi nivesha, you worship me, that's enough. Nothing else is required. But, a very beautiful explanation given by Sri Madhvacharya in his commentary. Mm-hmm. He says, the Lord has no desires. The Lord is. But when a spontaneous will is manifested, that manifestation is energy, shakti, which actually performs like, okay, doing a project, doing a manifestation as a service project is shakti part. You cannot worship shakti alone without keeping in mind what Lord has willed. Without forgetting the Lord. In this context, the Lord is His words. We have just heard His own words. When the Lord says, I don't need mediums, when the Lord says, you are God, you are divine, His words is the basis. Now, forgetting His words, if you say, come on, contribute to a particular project we have, it is like forgetting the Lord and trying to go behind the manifestations, which I feel is a very narrow point of view. The other thing that I also you know, felt like adding over here is, you know, unfortunately, no, the devotees, a large chunk of them who have come into Swami's fold, obviously, unfortunately, I'm sorry, I should rephrase that, who came probably only in the last 10 to 15 years, let's say from, you know, 95 onwards, have seen, you know, these mega projects of Bhagwan, the, the water projects. Incidentally, when the first water project was taken up in 1994, Swami hypothecated Prashanti Nilayam, his own home. He did not ask a pai from anybody. He hypothecated Prashanti Nilayam, Kodai Kanal, his, his mandir over there, the Brindavan. And in fact, it was uh, hypothecated to Canara Bank. Eventually, the Canara Bank, all the heads of Canara Bank became Swami, Bhagwan's devotees. You know, that, that is a beautiful transformation. But, so, all that happened in the 1990s, you know, when Swami was 70 years old, 65, 70 years old. Probably the only institution that Swami started before that was the Sri Satya Sai Institute of Higher Learning and prior to that the Satya Sai Seva organizations. For a very, very long time and I still remember there was one discourse in 93 which Swami has given to all Balvika's teachers where he says, whatever you want to do it, do it slowly. 
you know mm. don't uh, swami compares it to kicking a football he says if you start an institution or you start something some activity thinking that oh this is a very nice idea let us start it you know it's like kicking a football however hard you hit it and however high it goes with the same you know force. level force it will come down and swami said shanti shanti he saying slowly gradually let it you know he, he gave a different uh, you know mm-hmm. interpretation to shanti shanti most of the people have now considered and it becomes very easy for us to introduce swami to someone outside when we just say that you know super speciality sati sai baba water project sati sai baba <laughs> because it, it's a very secular way of introducing swami and today unfortunately why i want, want to use that word unfortunately is we have limited swami to a philanthropist we yes, have right. brought him down to a person ah, so what does satya sai baba do oh satya sai the hospitals the schools the water, water projects, projects building homes etc narayan seva this is what that is one small tiny aspect of the avatars coming down on earth yeah, if you are going to limit just by the number of schools that he started you know it's like saying oh rama what did rama achieve oh some 14 years he roamed around in the forest hmm. and then he lost his wife and then he went killed a few thousand demons and that's what is rama avatar wow and what did krishna do i mean to sound almost blasphemous krishna basically you know he got uh, uh, embroiled in the uh, politics of hastinapur and you know tried to stop a war eventually the war didn't happen you know the war happened 18 days half the world was destroyed and uh, he also gave the bhagavad gita <laughs> is that how we are going to look at an avatar the number of schools the number of hospitals that he has set up in the same line of thought you know if the mistake we are doing today is is saying that <clears throat> jesus shepherded the sheep and lambs he took care of a thousand sheep like a loving shepherd and therefore anyone who takes care of 2000 sheep with the same amount of love is if not jesus the father of jesus the father of christ <laughs> swami started one hospital two hospitals and two schools so anybody who starts four hospitals and eight schools is the definitely the double uh, have to declare warren buffett as the avatar of the age <laughs> <laughs> the magnitude of good work no it, it is very sad because you know i'm i'm saying that when prem and me got this beautiful opportunity to read swami's life you know every time i remember that i get tears because see in 93 what was the need for him to hypothetic hypothecate he had just asked five fellows will contribute that 300 crores that is okay understandable you took a loan when he was a child he loses he loses his button of the shirt he goes and plucks a cactus thorn and pins i mean uh, forget uh, forget uh, asking others he could have chosen he could have chosen to come as a prince as an emperor as a king but that is not his goal he wanted to show that once you have purity and selflessness everything else will come the most important is just purity and selflessness if we forget that as i prakash said you forget purity and selflessness and get embroiled in selfishness and dirtiness of the highest order then it's totally lost in fact i mean if i can just interrupt here i remember it was in one of the interviews that swami had given to my mother and myself you know he was actually talking to us about the entire water project you know the anandpur water project 95 mm-hmm. and he kept talking about you know it's going to cost this much and you know uh, uh, these many kilometers of pipeline is going to be done and in my mind 
I was looking at Bhagwan and I was thinking, wow, Swami, why are you telling me all this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just an 11th class child. Mm-hmm. I have really no idea how I can, you know. And I was thinking, I oh, maybe no I should go back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I thought that at that time I was in uh, Abu Dhabi. So I thought I should probably go back to Abu Dhabi and then, you know, probably tell. Those were actually the thoughts. And I was really wondering, Swami, why are you telling me this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, at that moment, Swami said, if necessary, I will sell even myself. But I will complete this project. And you know, the moment he said that, even now my hair stands on its ends, when he said, I will sell myself, everybody in the interview room, you know, there was a collective gasp that went up. How could this, how could, I mean, what is Swami saying? Selling himself. And then, you know, immediately Swami said, Do you know what is my price? Do you know what is my price? Hmm. And all of us, I mean, we were absolutely hmm. dumbfounded. We were just shutting How up. will you say 10 million, 20 billion? And Swami simply, you know, just said, I want this much of pure love. You know, this tiny, his two tiny fingers, you know, the Almighty's fingers went up and said, This is <clears throat> that much of love. You know, you know the, the beauty of this whole thing, that's why I said, you know, people who say there is a lot of good work happening, the way it has to be seen, you know, in a, in a district president's conference, Swami explained this very beautifully, where I think some of the people in the Satasai Samitis started fundraising and for their projects. And Swami made this point very beautifully. He said, have you ever wondered why I have by default given one rich person per Samiti? Mm-hmm. Swami said, because I want you to start with selflessness with the individual. You put your money you mm-hmm. put your time, you put your effort, automatically that sacrifice and selflessness will draw others to bring in. And now when you look at the work which Ami has done, be it the hospital, the project, it is almost like I am inspiring selflessness and sacrifice in you. I am giving a credible means for an outlet for that. Exactly. It's, and you know, and uh, the other thing which I always keep reminding myself when Swami says, you know, that beautiful Padhyam which Swami used to say that I am not a man, I am not a yaksha, I am not a god, I am not a man, I am not a woman. And finally he says, Aham Satya Bodhakaha. I am a teacher of truth. And when you look at it, I build hospitals not because it is good to do charity. Of course it is, but not just because of that. I am drawing people through this and I am going to teach you the truth. I do not build institutes just because I am going to give you free education so that teachers and students can come and I can teach you the truth. You know, at everything, Swami was always playing the role of that person who, you know, that divinity who is drawing us within. The forms may be different. As you said, the manifestation was different. Now you can't imitate the manifestation and say that, look, this is Swami. Yeah, that's right. You know, I uh, when you were saying about that, I remember Chakravarti sir mentioning that when it came to taking over the Rajamandri school, Swami said, no, let them collect fees and do it. We will run the free school only in Prashantinilyam. Yeah. So, it is not as if the Avatarhood's agenda was to set up free colleges in the whole world or free colleges just in one state of Karnataka or something like that. Because Swami has never, we know this, this is not a generalization that I am simply making. It's it's not wrong to set up free schools in this one. Definitely it's good work. But don't associate that with the presence of the avatar and say that now this is the avatar. You know, trademark the presence of the avatar through such work. I think that's really, really unacceptable. Because Swami has always been about quality, not quantity, right? That's right. He often used to say, one teaspoon of cow's milk is better than barrels of donkey milk. Hmm. In fact, we have several times we have heard Swami saying that 
you know he used to often as a mother as a the love of a thousand mothers i still remember in, in 1993 i was a 8th class boy and the school and the college boys the bcom boys had not done so well in their exams and the result had gone to swami and swami came out of the interview room and he stood at the veranda and he says i wonder why i started this institute you know here you are you are not able to respect one mother's love what will you understand a thousand mothers love i will shut down this institute if necessary mm. and you know and then he pointed out at some of the some few boys and said i just want a few boys like this mm. swami always wants quality of then at that time that is the first time i heard a teaspoon of cow's milk is better than barrels of donkey milk and after that we have heard it a hundred times it will not hurt us it will only benefit us to hear it one more time i feel and i think this is from a discourse which swami delivered in 1997 the 18th of july to be precise satyani dharmani manamu aacharanalo pettali therefore we should speak truth and follow dharma aneka manni satya dharmamlo pracharam nimittamai konni rakamane prayatnam chestunnaru many make efforts to spread these two principles nenu vastunnaite pracharam cheyali sarvatra undinatundi satya dharmamnu pracharam enduku you need to propagate that which is absent that which is already existing you don't need to publicize acharam kante aacharanamu chaala atyavsaram more than propagation practice is essential kanuka manamu practice lo dinni unchali so we should practice them pracharam chesi kaalam ni vyaktam cheyatam kodanu naaku ishtam ledhi bhagwan doesn't want us to propagate and publicize manu okka recommend kunte okka daanini manam aacharisthe chaalu is enough if you practice one ee pracharam ni anekundi ni kevalamu quantity lu this kind of propagation amounts to quantity kaani aacharana quality but practice is quality quality chaala important gaani quantity mukhyam kaadu is quality that's most important and not the quantity enduku barrels of donkey milk what for barrels of donkey milk one teaspoon of cow milk best one teaspoon of cow milk is enough kanaka aacharanalo kotti bhagamaina mana pettinappudu adiye manaku aadarshanga nilustundi we should at least put to practice a fraction very clearly swami is saying that you know his his fondness for quality than for quantity in fact uh, you, you were saying about arvind uh, was saying about the rajamandri school there was another devotee who came and they wanted to start a college for women in karnataka and uh, they put the proposal in front of swami and said swami we want to start it free they immediately swami said why do you want to start it free you know don't commercialize education but give quality education and be create a sustainable model and after you have stabilized yourself after you have proven that you are here to really do good work then automatically people will support you then you make it free instead of you know doing it the other way around i believe even our own institutions right? were like that exactly i think this is a point which not many devotees will know swami started the college for women in 1969 and there was a day in 1981 you know more than a decade later when swami came out of the interview room and declared to the people the students and staff sitting there that henceforth my university will be free which means from 1969 to 1981 swami was actually charging fees a very very nominal fees i mean it's no comparison to the other colleges outside but swami was charging so this idea of they giving free education you know there's a hospital set up after all it's good right, work you cannot equate every work which appears like good work to be god's work and you cannot you know point out and say that because this is happening 
this must be definitely run by Swami and this must be definitely a subtle body of Swami. Come on, I think really this is stretching it a little too far. Because Prem, when you say this is good work, who is it, who is deciding whether it's good or bad? Right. I feel you and me are nobody to decide what is good, what is bad. For that matter, nobody can decide. The only entity fit to judge good and bad is the one who doesn't judge, which is Swami. (laughs) And when we say good and bad, I feel the closest touchstone for us should be Swami's words. And what pains, what pains all of us is we see openly so many things that Swami has said being flouted, being flouted in this uh, Mudinali mayhem. And that is what hurts us. In fact, yeah, one more thing, you know, that I came to know about uh, this, this new phenomenon that's happening is, uh, you know, the subtle body actually traveling to uh, around the right, world, right. Uh, Nigeria and Singapore, Fiji, and, and Fiji and, and New Zealand, is. and you know. And one thing which is which is very strange that that the whole thing that is happening is, so Swami is in Mudanali, uh, the so-called uh, the subtle body. It travels actually in you know in in cars uh, like the Mercedes and and the Jaguar. While there's nothing wrong with it, the best should be given to the Lord. Somehow the Lord does not require, I mean that kind of Lord does not require a seat in the flight, a flight to ticket. travel, a flight ticket. In fact, I remember in our archives, we have those beautiful flight tickets of Swami when he went to Delhi and Hachi. We are preserving it as a treasure. So, you know, Swami, there was Sri Satyanarayana Raju. Satyan is only printed because they don't print the full name. It is there. The boarding pass is there. Yeah. And so, while there's absolutely, and one thing is, Swami traveling in a flight itself is such a joy for everyone, that's number one, when he used to actually travel in in flesh and blood. And now to say that the subtle body has to travel is kind of antithetical, right? Because that means you're saying that the subtle body needs to travel, which means God is not in some place. That's the first part. The second part is, there's an entourage now which goes along, Okay, which is going there and then giving, uh, I mean, supposedly listening to Swami's discourses. and So that means the subtle body now is, is kind of trying to say that, you know what, I am in the subtle body. I left my, my body, my physical body, because it was not good enough to serve my purpose. That is what is being said. Yes. But now I am not able to speak. I can't speak directly to my devotees. That's why I need one enduraj which comes and, you know, will speak out in English or in Telugu or in whichever language. For the sake of benefit, which means actually after the Lord gave up his body, he has got more limitations because now he cannot speak directly. Before he was at least able to speak directly, now he cannot speak directly. Though he in needs, a whisper or whatever, he was communicating directly. And and Arvind, you know, I'll beg to differ over there because the whisper part was in the last one or two years. Unfortunately, that is what we yes. keep in our mind. Yes. You know, the, 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 the Swami that we saw, you know, uh, and what is fresh in our mind... Uh, Thankfully, it is not fresh in my mind because to me, when I joined primary school in 1990, that is the Swami that is fresh in my mind. Okay, and that was the absolute dynamic, you know, uh, kind of Swami was like a lion when he would come out for darshan, was like a lion. Nobody dared to, you know, go near him or simply because while he was love, he was that purity and that effulgence was there, you know. Nobody could take him for granted, nobody could manipulate him, etc., etc. Okay, and here you have this huge entourage. Have at least three to four to five people who travel all over the place and so now we have suddenly put limitations even on the subtle body that the subtle body cannot talk the subtle body cannot be seen by anybody the subtle body can only best be experienced through the voice of somebody else some other human body mm. you know what, what I am not able really not able to understand the description which is given about this is 
brother jagdishan from malaysia i think no i think uh, i think we all have read that story there's a very fanciful story which we would have read in school about the emperor's clothes <laughs> oh that is a fairy tale right. by hans christian andersen exactly you know he quotes that story he said it's it's almost like that nobody has the guts to say that the emperor is without clothes you know just until a little boy comes and says that you know where is the emperor's clothes because everybody is scared to say that you know the the emperor royal is naked. the royal tailor is actually you know so are we are we basically trying to say that the lord now after giving up his body has more limitations are See, we trying to say that the almighty lord is no more that almighty no my my stance on this is it has always been our mind okay even when swami was physically around we felt that uh, swami needs a car we felt that swami is giving darshan swami is god because he gave darshan swami is god because he took my letter swami is god because he gave me an interview these are all our limitations our uh, ideas put on swami now what happens because somebody is giving darshan what is the meaning of darshan darshan is where you see here you don't see anybody okay so you are playing on those terms you are playing on those uh, words which we so deeply and so many years we have associated with bhagwan swami is just teaching us a lesson that you cannot define me you cannot limit me with anything i am not god because i gave darshan i am not god because i started institutions i am not god because i did this i did that i am that's all Exactly. so people who say that okay we i here also we are doing these things therefore we are connecting to the same god i would beg to differ that you cannot please define god or you cannot you know kind of bring him down to his activities he is that's it and absolute and the amount of purity that you know swami is associated with swami's uh, institutions i mean just i like to add that you know while we are hearing so many new schools coming up you know uh, so called set up by swami let us not forget we have 99 schools which are run on swami's teachings around the country you know a lot of people forget that even those institutions are free they have been run by several people and uh, and it is their own hard earned money that they are actually putting as we said in you know, just one state of orissa there are 18 schools right i'm just recollected of a very beautiful experience that one of our professors uh, was telling uh, he it was a duty a chance of duty uh, professor sudhir bhaskar mm-hmm. who used to do duty who used to walk behind swami and uh, it so happened that as swami was going for darshan he was walking behind one of the very senior devotees in the darshan line happened to give a letter to bhagwan which swami very graciously accepted now swami would carry as we all know you know huge chunk of letters and so this was like one of the letters which went into the pile so this devotee now you know just imagine he was a little perturbed so he he calls professor sudhir baskar from behind and says this is a check this is a draft for rupees 20 lakhs hmm. okay just to kind of you know let that you know let it not get lost in the big pile of letters you know just imagine we we have the confidence of giving the letter to bhagwan but we don't have the confidence that he knows what is there in the letter we need to tell that you know to someone else again over here if i can say professor sudhir basgar became the so called medium <laughs> right so the moment this was told to professor sudhir basgar it seems swami just turned back picked out that letter and threw it back at the devotee and walked on and then this devotee was desperate you know to give back that letter swami did not accept the letter he walked a few paces ahead picked another small little letter and gave it to professor sudhir baskar to keep it in his pocket and so 
often times this would happen uh, that he would you know be uh, he'll put it in the top shirt pocket only to be asked later on by bhagwan to give that particular one that later back so the whole darshan round got over the, the first round of interviews got over swami asked uh, professor sudeep baskar to come into the interview and swami said give that letter and so it was right in the top he gave it to swami swami opened it and out came a little uh, you know slip it was a bank chalan it was the counterfoil of uh, a receipt of the ba- from the bank and along with that a small little letter on which it was written swami this is my this month's contribution to your wonderful work your trust work it was a bank chalan for 10 rupees here was the postman the local postman from of puttaparthi who from his little meager salary was giving 10 rupees because he said this is foregoing his lunch swami told he foregoes his lunch so that he can give me 10 rupees as a contribution you know to my trust for all the good work that is being done swami said i value this money much much more than that draft of 20 lakhs and then swami added it is from money like this that i pay your salaries do you know sudhir baskar sir happened to mention later on because a few days before swami asked him are you working commensurate to your salary and he felt that he had come from a background earning so much what he was getting here is much less compared to that so he felt he is definitely doing it though he didn't tell swami he said swami you know everything and this happened a week later and swami said it is from this that i'm paying your salary sudhir baskar sir's eyes welled up with tears as he said you know it made me think am i worth that much that somebody has to deprive themselves of food to feed me the quality always mattered for swami and you know you were speaking about schools uh why i say that pain comes is i remember you know i was called i was called some years back before all this subtle phenomenon had exploded on the scene and shattered people i was called and told that you know there's a new school that the saraswati trust is building at jaipura at chikmagalur you should definitely see it and you know youtube video is there you can go and see that in 2013 saraswati trust started the school and it's a magnificent building huge building and the first sight takes away your breath you feel wow wonderful a little bit of digging went to the official site the school has an official site and you know to my shock i discovered that the school has been running from 2004 mm-hmm. from 2004 it has been built brick by brick by one certain devotee called jayavanta bhat and in 2011 he came to offer the school to swami swami accepted his letter but in march 2011 you know swami was physically uh, traveling only in the car so swami accepted and took took the sketch layout everything into his residence and this devotee felt happy that swami has accepted it later on in 2013 basically even to this day the administration running everything is going on as it was going on from 2004 just under the aegis of the sri satyasai saraswati trust why then in the video put up false information saying that this is a school we have started you have not started you have just taken over it's not a hostile takeover because the person with all his humility and love said okay fine you manage it but even to this day that person and his team continues to administer the school run it finance it everything it's just under your umbrella and you claim that you have started on the school why this kind of lies and deceit when swami kept everything transparent why are you proclaiming elsewhere this is what actually pains in fact you know one of the issues which happened a couple of months back i think uh, uh, very very renowned devotee from uk mr ajit popert 
he had released an open letter to all devotees saying that you know i uh, i hosted narsimurti during his visit to uk and i was impressed by the uh, the presentation that he made about the schools and i also made a small contribution of a few lakhs and he said i feel very sorry for that because now what i see because initially the way this whole thing happened you know there was this hospital at raipur which was being told that there's a free hospital then these schools started in and around mudanali and then suddenly there was a connection between all this through this subtle form so that's Mr. right that's right, was yeah. saying that you know i i was really impressed by the good work but the way impersonation of swami is happening that i'm not really for this so he said this is really not something which swami would approve of i'm really sorry that i made this contribution i would like to tell the side devotees that this has happened with me and i'm really sorry and you know what happened was after he released this letter there was one of these people who was very very uh, uh, a common name in the mudanali uh, circles he he puts on facebook saying that you know Uh, apparently ajit bopat confessed to a devotee in uh, bombay <laughs> that i was forced to write this letter it did not happen so immediately we wrote to ajit bopat and he said sir this is a thing which is being circulated what what is your comments on this and immediately he said there somebody who is spreading lies i have not spoken to anybody ask that person to point out who is that uh, who is the devotee in bombay who claimed that i went and confessed to him and immediately this thing was retracted and this person said sir i believe that this is swami and i am standing by truth that's the response comes you know from this man who is stand by the lies. truth by using lies <laughs> right and he's not even saying that i'm sorry i heard it probably i you know i uh, misheard or it's a rumor which i should have verified nothing like that sir i believe that what is happening in mudanali is truth i stand by it what is that and you know uh, some people make comparison saying that when swami declared himself to be shirdi baba also in the patamandir days many people didn't believe but now shirdi side devotees believe you know even to this day a large section of shirdi side devotees don't believe and it was only a very small fraction of shirdi baba devotees who you know got convinced who saw swami being one with shirdi baba and accepted him but today what we see is different a kind of head hunting is going on if you just draw a normal statistical graph you will see all the people who had been inspired and were general donors <laughs> in swami's organization are selected and picked and head hunted I want to know if the Mudanali Baba has one even one devotee on his own. If he has got any devotee who has not been headhunted from the existing Satyasai devotee, you know, though they may say that Patamandir Swami took some Shirdi Baba devotees and convinced them and made devotees, I feel statistically more than ninety percent were all newcomers who had no idea about either Shirdi Baba or any other Baba. You know, uh, the clip with Swami which we played, as Swami was saying, this thing struck me. He said, "Either they solicit money, or for power." Now, in this Mudanali uh, mayhem, as we called it, they may not be collecting money from everybody. But if you have been a former student, and if you are quote unquote converted, then that gives more power to the whole phenomenon. Yes, and people start. Oh, if he himself has gone there, why it must be true? So either you are a potential donor. or you are a bringer of power <laughs> influence <laughs> influence i mean these are the two things that's happening right on right, right in front of our eyes and swami speaks exactly on these kind of gurus and masters mm. and rather than me say it i feel it's better that we are once again hear it in swami's own words guru ante evaru who is guru kali ina te guru mir kadu
not the gurus of today chevulo mantral cheptamu chethilo dabbulu teesukotam idi aa gurutvamu they give they whisper something into your ear and collect money stretching their hand idi kaadu gurutvamu their life is not the quality of receptor gukaro gunatidaha tukaro roopavajjita roopavajjitamaina gunatidamaina putti tattvanni mottamata guruvuga manam bhavinchukovali who stands for attributeless who stands for formless aspect of the divine కనుకొని ఈ గుణాతీతమైన తత్వాన్ని మనం గుర్తించడానికే ఈ గురుత్వం మనకు అత్యవసరము అలాంటి గురువు చిక్కటం చాలా కష్టం కనుకొని దైవమునే గురువుగా తీసుకుందాం వేదశాస్త్ర ఇతిహాస పురాణం ఎందుకు శంకర్ల వారు చెప్పారు గురువు బ్రహ్మ గురు విష్ణు గురుదేవో మహేశ్వర గురు సాక్షాత్ పరబ్రహ్మ తస్మై శ్రీ గురవే నమ గురువే నాకు సర్వము గురు ఇస్ ఎవ్రీథింగ్ ఫర్ మీ అగైన్ వన్స్ అగైన్ జస్ట్ లిస్నింగ్ టు స్వామీస్ డిస్కోర్సెస్ గివ్ సో మచ్ ఆఫ్ క్లారిటీ యునో వై డిడ్ దిస్ వై డిడ్ దిస్ కంపాషనేట్ లాడ్ టేక్ దిస్ బాడీ యునో అండ్ టుడే వెన్ వీ సే దట్ ఐ హియర్ అ లాడ్ ఆఫ్ థింగ్ దట్ వీ హ్యాడ్ ద సేమ్ ఎక్స్పీరియన్స్ we had the same experience that we are having when when swami was in physical body and i'm just not able to understand this concept are we trying to equate swami's body with some other human body now are we trying to say that you know actually maybe swami did not require the body because he is able to speak through any body now he is able to speak through other human bodies and therefore probably he did not require the body in the very first place so are we trying to say that the experience that we are getting is the same as that we got when we were you know sitting opposite to swami what is that experience let us think about often times what is the experience that they are getting the hand movements the so called voice modulations which is coming which again i have heard you know the discourse and it is absolutely not swami i mean it's not it's not even similar to you know, the swami that we have you know heard over the years but they say they they get the same kind of experience i think the only experience that we truly had in swami's presence or what swami wanted us to have is the one of absolute advaitak advaitik experience a simple question of you know i think once when we were traveling from brindavan uh, to parthi we met a few foreigners from some russian speaking countries who could not speak even a single word in english they said nothing but puttaparthi sai baba ashram with these three words they traveled from some corner in russia all the way here i mean did they connect to swami through his discourses did they connect to swami through what swami said there was something completely beyond that and i think in saying that you know i'm feeling the same uh, thing i felt when i heard swami's discourse i think it's i mean I it's it's a clear example of the chinnakatha which I, swami says about that ganapati puja you know yeah, yeah. I, i would actually <laughs> say that we are desecrating the lord's form by saying that today the lord is able to you know get into any other body and speak we are actually saying that then why do we need satisai photos tell please tell me Mm-hmm. if you know if swami can speak through any body put their photos need not why any photographs that means we need not have swami's photographs because swami's body was not that great because when he wanted to give it up he just gave it up and now he is using somebody else's body mm-hmm. okay and and then the other point is what is then the difference between a self realized soul and god is there no difference if we say that so and so is a very pure soul and he is a self realized soul giving the benefit of doubt okay yes and therefore he is he is you know he is a medium of the lord then what is the difference and the same lord then what is the difference between the avatar speaking and this person speaking 
and therefore what is the difference between the saint and avatar and we have heard swami's discourses amply you know making it clear what is the difference between a saint or a pure soul and the lord one is a descent the other is an ascent you know uh, that's right and also a very very popular or powerful strategy as i may call it that is being used in mudan ali is misusing of terms now you say that we went and we had darshan you know the first time the first time when uh, we went to when they were taken to kodaikanal when the, the light body took people to kodaikanal i got a phone call from the us asking it seems a group of 30 people went with baba to kodaikanal and they had darshan and discourses see you are misquoting the same words darshan is when you see swami here you do not see swami it is an intention to mislead that, that that's the pure thing see so misusing of terms like swami came swami told me these are the terms that are being used in mudanalli swami took my letter who is taking madhusudan is taking your letter and you know added to that uh, swami you see always announced the uh, completion of projects the opening of projects as i said see one school already it was a taken over and only announcement of proposed plants and then the heavy advertisement that goes on advertising that is going on one of the first thing that is done is starting a website publishing of a book hmm. i mean if we just see swami's life all these happened in the last few years because these were not important in fact when it was told to swami that swami we will not do advertisement but we will just mention in the newspapers what is happening at our hospital because for 20 years people had no clue what's happening here swami said no every patient walking out healthy from the hospital will be a walking advertisement and here it begins at the other end this is n- it looks like any multinational commercial venture that is going on in fact what is even more surprising is just yesterday we received a mail which said that you know uh, there was a medical there's a wonderful miracle that has happened very recently is a very senior devotee of how he has been revived and uh, he is doing extremely well now i mean he is kind of having good health now and it is being attributed to the mudanhali baba or the sukshma sharira as as the mail said just imagine now we are even segregating which miracles we can attribute to which god hmm. this you is parthi miracle this is sukshma oh, this baba is, this is the parthi baba miracle okay and this is the sukshma baba miracle and that is the just imagine swami was all about unity i'm sure you'll agree with me i can quickly just narrate one uh, beautiful experience this was told to us by dr deepak anand it was uh, the august of the 1999 when all of a sudden swami had called all the research scholars early in the morning at 6:30 into the interview room and when all of them entered into the interview swami was was just closing his eyes and sitting and after about 20 minutes they were all wondering what you know what to what to make out of it swami opens his eyes and swami says do you know what is today and they all started you know mentioning about the hindu calendar dates ekadashi this that and swami said no today is the day when atom bomb was dropped on hiroshima nagasaki thousands of devotees are praying in japan i just went and received their prayers and i'm coming back oh okay now just imagine how many people actually were praying to satyasai baba in japan hmm. sarva deva namaskaram keshavam pratigachati that is what we have been taught okay that all the prayers around the world are coming to the same lord and today we are making you know these kind of you know i feel is very silly kind of this thing of saying that this belongs to mudanali baba this this proves that you know swami is over there swami is everywhere swami is in every loving heart why can't we accept that fact 
and i think that is the reason why swami very powerfully gave a message on an ishwaramma day you know swami was speaking about his childhood and mother ishwaramma all of a sudden swami changed tracks apparently and spoke something very strong and he spoke it very strongly taking the names that day narsimurthi sir himself was the translator of the discourse i feel that answers our question and we'll listen to the clip first konta chinna vishayam kuda nadu here is a small matter nanna dinamu the other day oka bhaktudu one devotee swami degare kaaral anta kuda chaala paatha vaipoyinayi swami's cars have become very old దీన్ని తప్పక నా ప్రేమ కొద్దీ నేను ఇస్తున్నాను తప్పక తీసుకోవాలి అన్నాడు స్వామి ఐఎమ్ ప్రాంప్టెడ్ టు గివ్ యువర్ కార్ యూ షుడ్ అక్సెప్ట్ ఇట్ హి టోల్ స్వామి ఆయన తీసుకుని వచ్చాడు హి బ్రాట్ ద కార్ మూడు దినములు అయిపోయింది త్రీ డేస్ అరోవా ఆయన ముఖం కూడా నేను చూడలేదు స్వామి ఇస్ నాట్ లుకింగ్ అట్ ఇస్ ఫేస్ ఆల్సో కారణం ఏంటి వాట్ ఇస్ ద రీజన్ నాకు ఉన్న కార్లు చాలు ఐ హవ్ గాట్ ఎనఫ్ నంబర్ ఆఫ్ కార్స్ నావే కార్లు అవసరం మీకు ఇస్తాను ఎవరైనా తీసుకోండి మై కార్ ఐ కెన్ గివ్ యు నాకు కార్లో పెద్ద పెద్ద కార్లో పోవడం నాకు ఇష్టం లేదు స్వామి హస్ నో డిజైర్ టు ట్రావెల్ ఇన్ బిగ్ కార్ ఈ విదేశీ నుంచి వాళ్ళు పంపినారు పంపిన తర్వాత ఏం చేసేక వీల్లేదు ది ఫారెన్ డివోటీస్ సెంట్ దెమ్ దేర్ఫర్ స్వామి హస్ టు కీప్ దెమ్ కాబట్టి నా కారే నీ తీసుకోండి నైన అన్నాను అండ్ హి టోల్డ్ హిమ్ యు కెన్ టేక్ మై కార్ నేను ఎప్పుడు కూడా ఎవర్ది కూడా నేను అట్లా ముట్టేవాడిని కాదు స్వామి విల్ నెవర్ రిసీవ్ ఎనీథింగ్ ఫ్రమ్ ఎనీవన్ ఈ నాటి వరకు కూడాను టిల్ టుడే ఇప్పుడు నేను కిందికి దిగి వస్తుంటే even when swami is coming here ma srinivas kuda vachadu srinivas came vachi chaala baadha paddadu and he expressed his swami vaala baadha padutunnaru dinni angikarinchandi annaru swami that person is feeling miserable please accept the car you know the musko swami told him shut up ilanti lanto ninne praveshinchavaddu don't enter into these things vaallu vaa theesukoni let him take his car na car ni nenu isthanu nuvu vaa theesko ayina vaa theeskoni i will give my cars you also can take one one car you can take another car ilanti vaadi goppatanalu that is not real greatness yaga bhavani manu edirchukovali you should develop such sense of sacrifice andarki ee tyagaanni chupinchali you have to demonstrate sacrifice adi na motta motunchi balyam nunchi yokka deenni anusaristhu vachanu that is what swami has been practicing even since his childhood aa anusarane meer andaru kuda anusaristhe meer andaru kuda entho dhanyaatham avtaru if you follow the footsteps of swami atmane kaadu punyaatmulu kuda avtaru you will become men of merit and fine fulfillment punyaatmane kaadu moksha siddhini kuda pondutaru you can even attain liberation ఆ లిబరేషన్ మీకు కావాలి యూ షుడ్ అటైన్ దట్ లిబరేషన్ మోక్ష ప్రాప్తి అటైన్మెంట్ ఆఫ్ లిబరేషన్ ఏమిటి మోహచ్చయమే మోక్షం వాట్ ఈస్ మోక్ష ఇట్ ఈస్ గివింగ్ అప్ వన్స్ అటాచ్మెంట్ మన మోహాన్ని తగ్గించుకోవాలి గివ్ అప్ మోహార్ అటాచ్మెంట్ అదే నిజమైన మోక్షం దట్ ఈస్ మోక్ష ఆర్ లిబరేషన్ కనుక అందరినీ ప్రేమించండి లవ్ ఎవరీ వన్ కానీ మనుషులను మాత్రం నమ్మకండి బట్ డోంట్ ట్రస్ట్ మెన్ మనుషులు నమ్మినటువంటి వాడు పూర్తి చెడిపోతాడు ఎనిబడి హు ట్రస్ట్ మెన్ విల్ బి రోయింగ్ వాళ్ళు ప్రేమించు love them kaani namavaddu but don't trust aa namakamlo unnatundi oka dosham emiti but then what is the problem of trusting people aa namakam chethane manam antha mosam ayipothunnam we have faith in people many times andanni preminchandi preminchandi love all serve all love all serve all kaani but vaanni namakandi but don't believe them nee aathane nee nammu you believe your own aathana aathana vishwasanni nee penchuko develop self confidence divine bhavane nee penchuko divine feelings you develop ee loka sambandham entuntadi anni penchuko give up the worldly feelings deenni penchukoni danni penchukovali give up the worldly feelings develop divine feelings idhi nijamaina manavudi yokka dharmam that is the dharma the path of righteousness for man i think swami is making a very very valid point there because a question which often arises especially in this scenario is what about those people who are there you know how can they be fooled people who have served swami for 30 years 40 years people who have you know 
person who is translating Swami's discourse, how can they be fooled with a with a thing like this, or how can they get into something which Negative. is so uh, you know untrue? I mean, based on untruth like this, I think that's exactly what Swami is telling. You know, it's a journey which all of us have gone through. You know, uh, uh, as some of my classmates used to say, many of them will come to Swami through a certain ideal. It could be their Balvikas teacher, or it would be a student of Swami who is whom they uh, kind of hero worship. I think at some stage Swami would break all these things because these are all said and done you are looking at Swami through somebody's eye and uh, when we started the program we said you know these are all pitfalls that everybody is susceptible to and uh, Swami says in a previous discourse which we played money is one lure but the other one is power because what one thing which all of us got you know might not have been as much as people who are very close to Swami I think even now when I go out with whites I'm going out with that stamp that this is Swami student. You know, that is something which we were all endowed with because we attached ourselves with Swami's name and form. I think that is precisely what some of these people have really, you know, taken it out of shape and they're saying that when they say Swami lives in Mudan Ali and we are the people who can connect you with them, I think that power and that uh, that authority which comes with that closeness is what probably they're trying to imitate. Maybe it's, I mean, really sad. I can I can only pray to Swami for you know, giving them sadbuti, I mean, nothing more than to say than that. No, let me just share my own personal experience. <laughs> the other day, I, when I met Brother Satyas, I told him that if he wanted, he could have started a full new religion. I mean, he could have traveled around the world. He has stayed 18 years with Swami in the same, same room. Anyway, coming to my own personal experience, I was first very thrilled. I was moved. I, I used to be in touch with Narsimurthy, sir. And I told him it's wonderful work. In fact, I wrote a blog. I wrote a blog praising, the blog was titled The Education Revolution Sweeping Karnataka. And when that was done, I think some people had got wind of already what was happening there. But I had no idea about it. I had got inspired. We had not got any idea of that. Yes. And in fact, you know what? I even put the address of the Saraswati Trust and told people go and donate there. I was so open. And I was called and... Uh, told that you should come here and speak, you should, we should translate all your work into Kannada and all that. And I was very thrilled. I said, oh God, somebody is <laughs> so proactive. And then one day, Chakravarti sir and Srinivasan sir, they called me up and they said, see, we have seen that you have done this. So, do you know what's happening there? I said, yes, sir. What's happening there is what inspired me to write this. They said, no, we feel it is not right. Well, you should possibly take it off. I said, why should I, sir? Uh, then the question asked was, don't you have enough things going on here which inspire you? I said, sir, did Swami anytime say that you have to get inspired by only what Swami does or only what Central Trust does? Don't I have the right to get inspired by whatever that inspires me, a bird in the sky? This is the word that I used with a clear heart sitting in front of Swami here. I can say this is how what I said. And then they said, see, you work at Radio Sai. People will think that this is the official opinion. I said, sir, this is my personal blog. If people mistake it to be the official version, I can't be held responsible for their mistake. It clearly states it's a personal blog. And then Chakravarti, sir, I remember he was holding a pen, he put it down and said, if it's your choice, then of course, I can't tell anything, I just, we just advised you. And I came back and that was how it was. But after one month, I don't know for what reason, I just took down the blog. The evening immediately I was called by Narsimurthy, sir, asking, were you threatened? What happened? I said, no, sir, they called and told me that you, uh, it's better you take it out. He asked, what do you feel? I said, sir, what I feel what you're doing is right. He said, don't you think you should stand for what you feel is right? 
I said, definitely, sir. And next day, I reinstated my blog. It stayed in existence for one year after that. Till I got convinced that this is absolute rubbish. And as I have said, I have got inspired by many things Narsimurthy sir said. And this too is there. When he said, don't you think you should stand for what you, what you believe is right? That is what I am doing today exactly. when I am speaking here. The important point to be driven there is, there was no action taken against you. You continue to be a staff. I think there is a lot of lies about being spread about this. That there is vendetta against these people in Puttaparthi. You I mean, you have to use code words to mention the plays. I mean, it's all so untrue. One uh, devotee wrote to us saying that she met a lot of ladies who live here in Puttaparthi and travel almost once in two, three days to Mudanali and it's an open thing. I mean, because if people here are going to do that, saying that you cannot use this as a path to your, you know, reaching Swami, I mean, that's precisely what we are advocating against. And, and, And the important thing is, this is not what... Swami built this place for and that's exactly what they're turning it into and it's completely unacceptable. And, and finally, coming to the conclusion, because we are running out of time, we have just five more minutes to maybe, conclude. Uh, maybe Arvind, I think we should even read out that pose, uh, the part in discourse yes. where, you know, there's another uh, thing which probably we should clear the air about that people who are involved in activities in Mudanali have are being uh, unceremoniously chucked out. Chucked out. Which is not true. In fact, it is a, a very clear directive, organizational directive from Swami. I think we should... This is a discourse, discourse delivered in 1970 on the 21st of November. It is there for all to see. In that comes this where Swami says, It is also laid down strictly to those who are in our organization that they should not have any connection with other organizations of spiritual or religious character. Of course, so far as service is concerned... Members should help and serve all without distinction. Everyone in distress deserves help, but no member of the Samiti should have any connection with other such institutions or societies. For example, there may be a Sai Samaj, a Sai society. Here Swami is referring to the Shirdi Sai Samaj in your locality. Sai, Satya Sai, Satya Sai, Sai, I have declared often. And you know it and have realized its truth. Why then, you may ask, is the Sai Samaj distinct from Satya Sai Samaj? Well, this body with the name Satya Sai has full authority over all institutions established under the name. For the Sai Samaj, there is no body with that name to hold and exercise authority. And so, if funds are collected, used or misused, this body has no control over the Sai Samaj in a tangible manner. So, it is best to keep the two distinct and allow these societies to go their own way. There are a number of other institutions also started and run by Swamis of various types. If we have any who associate with these, I ask the district and state presidents, and by extrapolation, yes, whoever is in authority, to remove them immediately. Though people can revere and worship whomsoever they like, we should not have in the organization men with dual loyalties. Only those with faith and devotion, note this, with faith and devotion to this name and form can carry out the objectives that I have set forth with zest and enthusiasm. It is so clear. I mean, as I said, personally for me, Swami came and told me, don't even go at a smelling distance to Mudanali. That is my personal thing. But forget it. You may say that is your personal direction. Here it is in the Satyasai speaks. Swami has clearly said that this is the reason why people with dual dual loyalties are being told to choose one and go. It is not unceremonious. Again, as lies were propagated about Isaac Tigret. You know, that was also happened. 
he in fact he himself had chosen to leave he had not even been asked as he, of he then did not even inform the authorities here that he is leaving uh, secretly the uh, bag was packed luggage was packed and he left one fine day and then it started that it was with vendetta he was chucked out thrown out so these are all lies and in satya sai i feel we should concentrate on satya finally which comes to the question what as devotees should we do now of course we can spread awareness but i feel the most important is we should try to connect with our swami because swami in his, as he says in his own words in the discourse he is waiting for us he is waiting for us to call once so that he can come and shower us with his love and grace therefore you have to spend time in contemplation of god which will give us wherever you step in whatever you see is god whatever you listen with your ears is god whatever you think in your mind is god దైవత్వం సర్వత్రా ఉండినట్టు సమయంలో మనం ఎందుకు విచారించాలి భయపడకూడదు నీ వెంటనే నీడవనే వస్తున్నాడు లైక్ షాడో ఇన్ ఫాలోస్ యూ ఆ నీడ నిన్ను వదిలిపెట్టి పోదే ది షాడో కెన్ నెవర్ లీవ్ యూ అది ఏ శాస్త్రమైనటువంటి దట్ ఇస్ ఎటర్నల్ అది ఏ సత్యమైనటువంటి దట్ ఇస్ ట్రూ అది ఏ నిత్యమైనటువంటి దట్ ఇస్ పర్ఫెక్ట్ నిత్య సత్యమైనటువంటి యొక్క దైవత్వాన్ని మనం ఏ నాటికి మనం విశ్వసించకుండా పోకూడదు వి షుడ్ ఆల్వేస్ బిలీవ్ గాడ్ హు ఇస్ ఎటర్నల్ అండ్ ట్రూత్ఫుల్ కానీ గిట్టని వారు ఎన్ని మాటలు ఏం చెప్పవచ్చు దేర్ ఆర్ పీపుల్ హు మే టాక్ మెనీ థింగ్స్ కానీ మన పొట్టను నింపుతున్నారా బట్ బై దట్ వి డోంట్ ఫీల్ అవర్ బెల్లీస్ లేదు no adavale yendunna you are in the forest aakasamunna in the sky pattanamunna in the city pallenunna in the village guttameenunna on the hill natteta padiyunna in the stream kuleni vaare devudu ummani and god will take raivathume sarvatra unde etanti god exists everywhere i think that's the message that we need to carry in our hearts every moment when swami says he is within us he is in us around us above us below us that is the swami that we are supposed to experience every moment of our lives because he is there he just wants us to connect to him who is there always around us waiting for us to be connected it will be so sad if so as swami says in this discourse if we were to let go of that shadow who is there and run behind some other source you know which is going to give us when our companion walks by us all the time i remember one small episode in trai brindavan Swami called out to one of the research scholars his name is Bala Subramanyam Swami uh, called out to Bala sir and he told him you come front he was sitting somewhere behind he got up and he began to cross over the heads and shoulders of, you know how trai brindavan is so packed he crossed over cross 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 finally he reached the first line and he was in the horns of a dilemma you know because in the first line were all these form boys who have got their places fixed and they were all seated in the front and doing path seva to swami so he thought that it would be wrong on his part to cross them so he sat in the second line at that time i remember you know suddenly it appeared as if swami became sad and swami said you came till here and you faltered the last step couldn't you take that one more step swami said and you know it it was a double meaning statement there hmm. 
and to bala's credit bala's credit i must say he immediately got up stepped over pushed that fellow and sat right in the front and swami said ah like that you should come to god i feel that is what swami as you know fond with great fondness he has taken care of us he has tended to us made us come up and at that final step when we are about when we have to reach him will be undo all that good and fall back to some pathetically abysmally low depths now i think another question which a lot of people ask is what if it is for me what if i miss out I mean, where is the question? I mean, if we are having our faith and love on the real Swami, where is the question of Swami letting us loose? You know, it's not about you coming to Puttaparthi, coming, speaking to students or listening to us or taking our word for it or even taking the people in Mudanali's word. I mean, you are praying to Swami. You know, end of it, after all this discussion, let's say we are wrong. Let's say we have, you know, we've got it wrong. But finally, our faith is placed on the real Swami. You know, our reasoning could have Uh, could have uh, got us confused but our faith is definitely on the real swami whom we loved and our love is towards the same swami so i think if at all anybody is feeling that what if it's really swami and i miss out if your love is for swami swami will never let go of you wherever you are you know we spoke about dr ramshethi's experience even if swami has said this even if you turn away from me i am not going to let go of you i am not going to forget you and you know the, the love that you showered me is definitely going to draw me towards you even if you turn away from me and i think pro- probably we should end with this discourse where swami is saying that never never will swami forget you yes if at all there is a fault it is only in the devotee never in the lord dear listeners we will be concluding with this clip as always we offer this segment at the lotus feet of swami and we pray that we become sincere seekers of his love and his love alone lord we will not be satisfied with anything less than you we have come to seek the ultimate we will not rest until we seek the ultimate in the meanwhile any distractions that come our way we know you are protecting us for our faith is in you we now will listen to swami's discourse clip which is pure love which will be followed by segment loud to love swami yedeya manavachinu mobbalu maravakoddu annadu if you stay here you may forget anything bhagavan but don't forget bhagavan tu yavarni marichukoledu god will never forget anybody marichedi gnapu techukoledi bhaktile kaani gaudu devudu kaadu it's only the devotee who remembers and forgets adi mee imagination le meekakka pratibhimbanga vastuntayi it's all your imagination that comes forward pratibhimbanga imagination chestunnaru so you go on imagining reaction resound reflection reaction reflection resound ఇలాంటి దానికి మీరు భ్రమ పడకండి భగవంతుడు ఎప్పుడు ఎవరిని కూడా మరవడు ఎవరిని శాసించడు అందరినీ ప్రేమిస్తూనే ఉంటారు Thank 
is my life, expansion is my life, my life is my life, my life is my life, expansion is my life, no season for love, no reason for love, no good, no good. 